Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. So, just so you know, we are recording. We have started. Oh, Lord. The oh. tape's rolling. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, Justin, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Graham? Man, we is doing okay. Lord have mercy. Another day, another recording session. Another day, another nickel. I feel like we've been podcasting forever this week, right? <laughs> <laughs> We went on to do what we had never done before, a bonus episode. Yes. Uh, and that brought us to episode 18. And yes. it was well worth it, obviously, because um, we we talked about um, when they see us. And I think, you know, our listeners are happy that we did this. We, the, you know, I, I've had some feedback and they are positive and I like that yeah they're happy they are happy we are happy and I know Justin are you happy I'm happy I was proud of the episode when we finished with it, it was fantastic well let's get this started then this is kicking and streaming podcast a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies TV series and Stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. As you heard in the introduction, my name is Graham, and with me, the very fantastic, absolutely magic co-host anyone could ever ask for. Here's Jocelyn. I'm magic. I like that. <laughs> yes, magical. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, today we are doing an episode, well, we're actually going to do several episodes of these because it is almost officially the summer, isn't it? Almost. We're almost there. And because it is the summer, you will have obviously a bit more time to watch TV, except that most of the our regular shows normally are not going to be on. Everybody's on a hiatus. This is the time where... Every actor that has a regular job has left that regular job and say they are in a sitcom or a series or something and they are, you know, doing their thing, appearing in movies and stuff like that. And so all of these projects are put on hiatus or they are filming the next season of their show that will premiere sometime in the fall. Right. And so we are left either with a lot of repeats which sometimes is good, but sometimes there are a lot of uh, shows that we can revisit if we do have a summer watch list. Yes. And this is what these episodes are going to be about. Yes. We are going to, we have compiled, if you will, a list, each one of us, of shows that, shows and documentaries, movies and stuff that <laughs> you should be watching, uh, you, sh- you could binge, you could watch at your pace, you could yeah. pick one and watch for whenever you want. Uh, but you will have something to watch throughout the summer if you do not want to watch repeats. Yeah. 
This is, regular show. this is our big summer blowout, folks. Yeah. It's a, yes. It's a sale. Yes. Fire sale. <laughs> bring mommy and daddy and bring everyone to um, Crocodile Auto and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a summer blowout. Yes. Everything is on sale. Everything must go. Everything must go. Yes. And, and, and whatever. That, that, you know, whatever is like. The first thing that's on sale. Yes, whatever. <laughs> yeah, also stuff. Stuff's on sale too. I like stuff. I don't know what people be talking about, but I like I like stuff. Stuff's good. All right. So, um, my list comprises, if you will, of we mainly about streaming. So we're not gonna tell you to go to any channel to watch anything. It's gonna be always a, a streaming platform. Yep. Even though some of the shows are own channels but but of course you 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 know you're not gonna find them and i personally don't watch episode by episode well the last time i did that seriously most recently was with uh, game of thrones but no i don't watch episode by episode i just let everything go to the end of the season and then i'll hulu or netflix or wherever it goes first and so this is what we're going to do Jocelyn has a list. I have a list. How about we get started? Let's get started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's your turn, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, well, I'm going to start with the most recent thing I watched, which was a Netflix original movie. Mm. Um, I actually watched it last night, and it's called Always Be My Maybe. Oh, Dude. Have I stolen something from your list? Guess what? You just did. <laughs> well, well, that's good, though. So that way we can talk about it together. Yes. I thought it was super cute. I thought it was... I, I, I think My suggestion to folks, because I, I saw the trailer before I watched it, would be to not watch the trailer, because I think it gives something away that would have been a really cool little surprise to have not known was going to happen with a particular guest star. So, um, oh, uh, yeah, 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 I think that would have just had more impact without having seen it in the trailer. Before. But again, I, again, I, I suppose that was their way of saying it's a little movie, but we have a big guest star, yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, so. I yeah. think so. Uh, yeah, I thought it was super cute, kind of a romantic comedy and a reconnection of, of folks that knew each other when they were kids, and um, one of them went on to become very successful, and one of them went on to become medium successful. Right. And uh, they kind of met 15 years later, and one of them has a relationship that ends up failing, and the other one has a relationship that I never quite understood what that was about. (laughs) Um, But I thought it was a really, really cute movie and a fun summer movie. And let me me just say this. I did not... I put this on my list, but I haven't watched it. Okay. The reason I put it on my list is because of it's on my watch list. And there are, you know, two of my favorite people in this movie. Well, third if you count the guest star. Yes. But Ali Wong for me is one of the funniest people out there. Like Ali Wong is funny just by just looking at her. Yes. Right? And once she t- she starts talking, then you are on the floor. um her i think before this movie she had you can still find it on hulu 
she had a Hulu, uh, no, a Netflix special, sorry, uh, called Baby Cobra. And she was like literally six months pregnant when she did that comedy show, that uh, stand-up. I remember when that was um, on Netflix and it kept popping up for something as something for me to watch and I never did watch it, but it, the, the little, you know how it'll play the little trailer yeah. beforehand and it always made me laugh. She is mad funny. <laughs> so whenever I see Ali Wong on something and especially now her movies, I have to say I have, I'm loving all of these uh, Asian starlets, especially, you know, all of them that we discovered through crazy Asian, crazy rich Asians. Yes. But some of them that have been around, right? You know, Ali Wong, Constance Wu from Fresh of, Fresh of the Boat. Uh, obviously, Lucy Liu is like, you know, the grandest of them. Emma Chang, beautiful girl, beautiful Fantastic little actress. And of course, my favorite is Aquafina. <laughs> Aquafina <laughs> is something else. So, I like so, Michelle Yeoh. Of course, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I think she owns Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you like that movie then? I, I enjoyed it very, very much. It was It was funny and it was sweet and it never took itself too seriously. Um, it never really got down, down in it, which was fine. It's, it's, it was what it needed to be. I enjoyed it a lot. Randall Park, who plays the, the friend, the childhood friend, the one they have a relationship with. He's really, really good in it. I'm, I know I've seen him in something before, but I can't. Fresh off the boat. He's their dad on Fresh off the boat. Okay. And also, do you remember that very controversial Kim Jong-un movie? Yes. Or that was later released on Netflix because they um, crashed the site for Sony. Yes. North Korea was not happy with that. was um, Randall Park um, played Kim Jong-un. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's very, very good in this. He has a band in the movie. Yeah, he's and, a musician, right? And uh, they they do their own their own music in the in the movie, so it's its original music from the band, which is it's it's highly amusing. Some of their songs, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I recommend it. It's a it's a it's a fun watch. What was the name of the band, if you remember? Because um, they, they find some really wacky names. Panic, panic something, panic run, panic. I don't know. And the, just, the reason I ask is because I remember watching Orange Is the New Black. Okay. And <laughs> the warden of the prison where Orange is the Drew Black supposedly takes place has a bed. He, he has like his little bed, side bed. And guess, <laughs> guess what the name of the band was? Side boob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Google to the rescue. This one was Hello Peril. Hello Peril. Hello Peril. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I think the the guys that write movies and stuff, they give it a lot of thoughts whenever they are coming with a band's name because, you know, Hello Peril and Sideboob. <laughs> there you go, folks. All right. So, um, Always Be My Maybe. 
On is Netflix. On Netflix. Netflix original. And Ali Wong in Randall Park. Yes. With a very big guest star. And a very, um, very excellent guest appearance. Ooh. He's it's very very good. <laughs> All right, so uh, keeping on with Netflix, I have also a Netflix show. This is my first one. We all know David uh, Letterman, and we know that the dude is good. He was for more than thirty years kept us laughing every night, uh, weeknights with his late night show. And after his retirement, he took a break for about three or four years. And then, boom, he came out with this Netflix series. It's a sit-down with some very prominent people. But we also know that David Letterman has a very peculiar way of interviewing yes. people. He, he's got... He has his own style. Yes. He invented it. I think. Yeah, it, it is his and his and his. No one else does it like he does. And that might well be because David Letterman actually didn't start being a comedian. I think he, if I remember correctly, he actually started being a sportscaster. That sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, somehow he wound up in comedy. But that's besides the point. Besides the point. His, his show is called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. And, you know, there's enough interview shows up there that when, when I first, oh, okay, they gave an interview show to David Letterman. Little did I know that it was going to be this good. Because if I, his very first guest was former President Barack Obama. Yes, I, re <laughs> I did not watch, and I have not watched the show. So, you know, I, I come from the perspective of a viewer that hasn't seen it. But I remember when it was released that they were, you know, that was yeah. the big deal that they were going to talk to Obama. Obama. So, so is the format just an hour of talking to the person or 45 minutes or how, how's it go? It is about 50 minutes, if you will. And um, the way he does it is, he comes out and he does about a minute or two of his little talk and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, he introduces his guest. Okay. And I don't think the audience actually knows who's their guest. Oh, that's cool. Exactly. They, um, they just sit in there. And I think people go around Hollywood studios all the time just, like, looking for a ticket and, and coming into whatever is going to be taping. And then you just... They just go in. Dave is there. I'm sure Dave show. Let's go do it. And then boom, the guest comes out. We we did that once with Craig Ferguson when we were living on the West Coast. Oh, we we got to see the Craig Ferguson show. That was my boy. Man. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Yes. I'm very sad that that's off the air now. I loved Craig Ferguson. Yeah, but yeah. but that was that was a great episode. That was a great experience, and um, we had no idea who the guests are going to be. No yeah. clue. It was just we're going to go see Craig Ferguson. And there's an element of fun in that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Don't get me wrong, I love Corden, and I think he's done a lot to take that hour, you know, back into the mainstream, because Craig Ferguson had his own little audience, and he did. He, he, he did. didn't he care his... about being, like, the most popular guy. No, and I, and I loved that about him, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I miss Craig. I miss Craig, definitely. So, on this season, 
one of the most interesting interviews for Dave is one with Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. And uh, Ellen, you know, goes very personal and revealed things that she had never, ever mentioned in personally, right? Mentioned in, you know, stand-up or on his own sh- on her own show. She's typically a very private person yeah. from what I yeah. know of her. Like, she's not somebody who typically is talking about her business. Yeah, and she's not all... In, in, I remember one time I... Um, in an interview, she was saying, you know, I am as pr- as proud as anybody in the LGBT community, except that I am a public figure and I'm not an activist. And I don't use my platform that much for activism because that I can do on my private time. Like my, 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 my show is about my show. Like I'm giving people what my show set out to do. Right. And my activism is something Ellen does, right? And and to a certain extent, I appreciate that because, you know, most people think if you have a platform, it has to be used for for that. Right. But you're already famous. Right. Right. The moment you say something about something, whether it's on your show or it's, you know, on your private life, it's going to resonate out there. It doesn't necessarily have to be at work, like what you do for a job. And I, and right. I kind of agreed with that. Right. But c- coming back to Ellen, yeah, she reveals very personal thing, very traumatic experience, by the way. And I don't want to give it away, so you have to go and watch the entire season. And as a matter of fact, in the first season, not only did it, you know, Barack Obama was the biggest the biggest guest, but also I remember an interview with um, Jay-Z. And these things tend to come out, these really um, closely held, not secret, but personal things tend to come out on these interviews with Dave. And that is the special thing I, I think he's got. He's not prying, he's not punching you. But it is, you get so personal. So there's a confessional type of... Is it, is it like he engenders a sense of safety there? You know, like this is a safe space and I can talk about this and I know he's not going to blow me up for talking about it or attack me? I that have, kind of thing? I have a weird theory. Okay. And <laughs> call me crazy, but you know I'm an overthinker. And the way I feel is that We all know Dave for years. He's an older guy, whatever, right? But Dave now sports a very bushy beard. He does. And he gives you, if you will, when you're having a conversation with Dave, subconsciously you could easily think that you are speaking with, with, I don't know, whatever in your mind means God. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a wide bearded. Okay. Wide so like bearded, associated with wisdom and, with wisdom and old and, man of the mountains. Exactly. And, okay. And I, I feel like people feel I can say anything to this dude, right? And this is just, you know, I, it's not proven anywhere. I'm just saying that I cannot believe that people will feel because Jay Z 
you know, revealed during his interview with Dave that, you know, his mother was a lesbian. And he, his mother had, had uh, come out after she had raised her children and even has a partner, you know. And, of course, you would have never heard, I don't think, Jay-Z, you know, just blurt these things out like that. Right. You wouldn't, I wouldn't think you would hear that on Fallon or, right, or anybody right. like that. And, and it, it was, I think, the only two people that could have gotten to this, this level of personal with Jay-Z, I think, one, it's Oprah. Right. The other one is Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that anybody else could have. Not even fucking David Frost. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the show is called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. It's on its second season now, and you need to watch it. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. You're going ahead now. Um, put that on my list. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I guess I'm up next. It's you, man. It's so all you, Plow. It's all me. I'm going to go a little bit weird, I think. Weird er. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's yeah, that's exactly the Um <laughs> it's a Disney movie. Oh, wow. So you can watch this one with the kitties. Lord. Um The Emperor's New Groove. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. The Emperor's New Groove. Okay. Have you have you seen The Emperor's New Groove? No. Almost nobody has seen The Emperor's New Groove, and I think that's a tragedy. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me about it a bit, and I might I might feel like watching something lighthearted tonight, and I'll do that. It's super lighthearted. It's something to good put on, good to put on when you're really feeling like crap, and and you just want. To feel a little bit better and a little bit happier about the world because it's it's um, it's just it's just delightful. It's from two thousand, so it's nineteen years old. Oh wow! Um, it is available uh, currently on Netflix. That will probably change once once Disney starts their streaming service. Yeah. But you got some great voices on it. You've got David Spade who uh, plays the the lead. Uh, who is Emperor Cusco. Mm -hmm. um, you have Eartha Kitt, who is a villain. You have Patrick Warburton, who is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a henchman. Mm -hmm. um, you have John Goodman, who is sort of the secondary hero, or, or you could even say primary hero, eventually, of the show. Um, so you've got, you, you've got a really good cast going on here. Um, I think this was a movie that uh, was supposed to go in a completely different direction for Disney. It was supposed to be incredibly serious, and I think they had Sting was going to do the soundtrack, and it was going to be a really big Disney hoopla thing. Right. And something fell through, and they were like, fuck it, we're just going to make a silly little movie. Uh -huh. So that's what they did. And it's it's just delightful because it's just kind of you can tell that they were just kind of let loose to do what they wanted to so you you have you know I'm not going to say I'm a David Spade fan by any means but he's really really good in this he's really funny um and actually he, I'm one of the very few people that like genuinely likes David Spade That's good. He's, that's he, good. He's got a stupid kind of funny thing yes. going on. Yes. So while he 
um, gives you that feeling of a young California douchebag, like an yes. eternally California douchebag. Yes. A perpetual one. Yes. But there's something funny about him. Yes. And so, that's the and kind I, of the kind of character he plays in this. <laughs> Although it is set back, I don't know, like 2,000 years ago in, in the um, Aztecian jungle. But, um, but it's just, it's so funny. And there's so much about it that's quotable. Um, I, I quote things from it all the time. Um, uh-huh. it, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. And, and it's really enjoyable. Eartha Kitt... Um, knocks this out of the park with the character she plays, um, who is a villain and, you know, Disney villains are always great. <laughs> Generally yes. they're always great. Yes. But, but I, to me, Eartha Kitt and, and is my favorite Disney villain. And really? Yes. That's awesome. I love this movie. Um, I, had never seen it myself. Actually, I didn't. I didn't even know it existed. How did you stumble upon it? My best friend. Uh, we were uh, out buying something, and we were looking for a movie to watch. And um, this is before streaming or anything like that. And, right. And she goes, well, "Have you seen The Emperor's New Groove?" And I'm. My reaction was pretty much yours. The, the, <laughs> huh? the, the who and the what now? <laughs> And uh, she's like, "Oh, it's great! You know, we'll love it." And I'm like, "Okay, sure. You know, I'm I'm down." So we bought a copy of of it. I think it was in the discount bin for like two bucks. Oh wow! And I laughed my butt off. So it's it's a fun movie. You can watch it with the kids. And there's, but it's definitely not a kids movie, if that makes sense. I mean, kids will love it. They'll enjoy it. Right. But you'll get way more out of but it than the Disney kids Disney does that all the time. That's, yeah. that's like Disney's groove, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they will... Because, for instance, Lion King yes. is a kid's movie. Yes. If a kid watches it. Yes. But as an adult, when you watch it, you know, this is not a damn kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> Disney can do that. And they've mastered the art of doing that. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to take a look at that one. Yes. Because in, yes. you know, my... Even be tonight. It, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. It's a short movie too. I think it's a, just a little bit over an hour long, and it's funny. It's about friendship, and it's just it's it's good. I love it. Yeah, I I, I, I already like it. <laughs> but and if you tell me that Patrick Warburton is on something, I'll watch. Oh, it. For, and he's so good. For those who don't know, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the name, you're familiar definitely with the dude. You know his voice. Yeah. You know his voice. You may not know his name, but you hear his voice and you're like, oh, it's that guy. Yes. Yes. He's that guy from that voice. Yes. So if you watch Family Guy, uh, he's Joe. (laughs) He's Joe on Family Guy. That's Patrick Warburton. (laughs) And his voice doesn't change ever. No. He does everything with that voice, with that sense of sarcasm. Yes. And speaking of David Spade, he also was with David Spade on a sitcom called... Rules of Engagement. Yes, yes. I so, actually watched some of that. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I did too. I never got finished with it or anything. but I, Yeah, I kind of stopped at the second season. Yeah. Kind of got a bit silly for me. But, yeah. But the first season was great, and Bianca Kylie at the time was married to Landon Donovan, who is in, was in his prime as a uh, United States men's soccer Team and um, it was a beautiful thing to see. So, you know, like Landon's wife is hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this, right? But yeah. Um, so for me, the next movie. I, well, 
Yeah, it's actually a movie. I have very few movies on, on, on my list, but this one is actually a movie that everybody needs to see because, for one, is it is the directorial debut of one of my favorite little act, British actors. And you will remember Chiwetel Ejiofor. He was Solomon Northrup on 12 Years a Slave. Yes. And he directed this movie. And it is an absolutely delightful little movie. It's called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. It is based on a book. It's on Netflix. Okay. It is based on a book, you know, with the same title, The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. And the synopsis is... A 13-year-old boy thrown out of a school he loves when his family could not afford to continue paying for that school. And so he sneaks into the library at night and learned how to build a windmill to save his village from a famine. So that is what the movie is all about. This kid is, is actually very good. His name is Maxwell Simba. And there is also someone that we all know in this movie. He, he's, he, he's very selective with what he does. So, and I love him for that. He was Jeffrey on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. A lot of people don't know that he's actually really British. He, he wasn't a, just an American black guy faking British accent. <laughs> he is of St. Lucian descent, but he is British. And he he also has a, a very uh, cool character um, in this movie. So there you have it. it it's, it's, a, it's a very, very empowering little movie. And I love everything about it. Boy sure. who harnessed the, the boy wind. who har harnessed the wind on Netflix, directed in some parts, also acted by uh, Shuatel Ejiofor. I'm glad that you're saying his name because I never could. <laughs> by the way, Shuatel Ejiofor is the voice of Simba on the upcoming yes. Lion King, yes. along with Beyonce and. John Oliver being Zazu, that's, that's going to be <laughs> funny as shit. <laughs> yes, so. I, I, I always recognize him when he's in anything, and I recognize his name when I see it, but I cannot say it. <laughs> I can't say it. I mean, For me, it's actually one of the easiest Nigerian names to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm just too American, unfortunately. <laughs> Martin. And I know I'm going to butcher it, and I just don't want to do that. So. <laughs> it's embarrassing practice. for me and insulting to them. Practice, practice. <laughs> <laughs> well. My turn. It's your turn now. My turn. Mm -hmm. It's my turn. Let's see. Hold my on. turn. My turn. My turn. My turn. Let's go. My turn. My turn. My turn. My turn. I actually loved my home back in the day. My home. My home. My home. <laughs> <laughs> It's really not the song, but I remember uh, one of my favorite movies is Talladega Nights. <laughs> the Ballads of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh my God, I love that one. I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> it's the invisible fire, the invisible fire. Yeah. <laughs> Anarchy. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's that movie's awesome. I can watch it. There are very few movies that I can watch every time I find them. <laughs> First of all, the title is Grand. It okay. is. It is. Talladega Nights. It is. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and the greatest grace player, uh, grace prayer I've ever heard at any table was Sweet Babe Jesus. <laughs> God, that was funny. All right. Let's uh, move. Let's that one's move. going unofficially on the list. Right. We're adding that one. Everybody's seen it, but that's okay. You need to yeah. watch it again. It's summertime. It's summertime. Okay, so I'm going to go to, well, since you talked about that, and you know what, I changed what I'm going to go to next. Since you talked about that, I'm going to change, because I'm going to go with a theme here. Okay. okay. And I'm going to go with a movie called Logan Lucky. Why, why, why do I, why am I, it sounds familiar to me. It Logan was Lucky. 2017 movie. Yeah. Um, and it was, Don't tell me. Was uh, my, my, my dude, the Texan dude. All right, all right, all right. Was he in that? No. No? No. Matthew McConaughey was in that? He was not in that. No? No. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Wrong! (laughs) Um, It has Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, Seth MacFarlane, Katie Holmes, Hilary Swank. Um, Daniel Craig plays a character you wouldn't believe when you when you watch this movie. That was a weird-ass cast. It, it's, <laughs> it's a weird-ass little movie. Oh, but God. it's about racing. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's, it's well, sort of about racing. It's about a, uh, a heist uh, to steal money from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Motor Speedway. Oh. Yes. Then I've heard about it. I've not seen it. Yes. But I've heard about it. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, well, the little synopsis is West Virginia family man Jimmy Logan teams up with his one-armed brother Clyde. That plays a very important part of this movie, the one arm. Um, and sister Melly to steal money from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Speederway. 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 That, North- who can make it a thing, though? Yeah, let's let's make it a thing. Speedway. We're going to the Speedway tomorrow. We're going down to Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina. North Carolina. We're going to be there. Um, it's it's a heist movie, um, and I, it, it came out in 2017 and I think promptly bombed. I think it probably made about two bucks at the box office. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Adam Driver is totally hilarious in this. Um, Channing Tatum is funny too. He Daniel funny. Craig plays a redneck. No. Daniel Craig, James Bond, no. plays the reddest of rednecks that you will ever believe. That is freaking awesome. And it's hilarious. Oh, God, yes. He's so funny <laughs> in it. Um, Seth MacFarlane <laughs> oh, yeah. is so good in it too. Oh, God, yes. He plays a, a total asshole douchebag, and it's great. Katie Holmes is good in it, and Hilary Swank. Is a uh, FBI agent. She plays an FBI agent in this, and she is the straight man in the movie. And she's so good. Oh God, she's so good. Um, so this is to me just a delightful little bizarre movie with, especially with the casting. You'll probably see ninety percent of what happens with it before it's coming, but that's okay because it's just a fun little ride to have. Okay. Well, and um, yeah, it's just a fun movie. And you know, since you mentioned Talladega Nights, then we we got to go with with Logan Lucky too. I'm with you. I mean, this is the kind of things you want to do in the summer. You know, go to the movies, watch the blockbusters and shit. 
But when you watch, if you are to watch a movie at home in the summer, that's what you do. Yeah. Get a silly movie and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for that one, too. Yeah. And it's, uh, you mm. can, re- I think it's available on Prime. Um, I don't think you have to pay anything extra to get it. I think it comes with a Prime membership on Amazon. Fantastic. And by the way, I always do this, and I'm going to do it now. You know, the first time we did a similar podcast like this, it was put this on your watch list, part one and two. I think were, those were like our third and fourth. I believe so. Yeah, episodes. I watched at least 75% of Jocelyn's list. Just saying. <laughs> Ask her if she's watched <laughs> any of the things that I recommended there. I'm just, no, I'm just going to go ahead and say, because you know I got to do this little call out right home. <laughs> Picking on you. That's fine. <laughs> call me out every other week. I deserve it. <laughs> every other week. <laughs> every other week. <laughs> All right. So for me, yo. Know, I think two or three episodes ago when we were talking about like what you know shows that upcoming shows that we're excited about, mm-hmm. I mentioned this. Street food. Street food is awesome and the entire first season is about Asia, right? So episode one is in Bangkok, Thailand. Episode two is Osaka, Japan. Episode three is Delhi, India. Episode four is Jakarta, Indonesia. Episode five is Chai, China. Episode six is Seoul, Korea. Episode, where am I, like seven? I think so. Is in Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam. And episode eight is Singapore. And the last episode is in Cebu, Philippines. They show you the, the, the food that are cooked on the streets of each one of these countries. How bloody delicious they are and why you should go eat there. And I'm telling you why, man. I know we, we all have our little mentality and our FDA approved shit. When you are a tourist and you get out of the big restaurants and the whole resort shit and you actually walk out and eat with the people you're visiting, Mm -hmm. eat what they eat every day, there's something about that. There's something Mm -hmm. about that moment. There's something about that experience that will never go away. And I think it's the only way you can truly say, I visited such and such country. Because it's very, very easy to go and, you know, lock yourself in a resort and, you know, be bathed in luxury and whatever. Like, why would I want to go to, I don't know, to the Dominican Republic to eat a burger? (laughs) You know what I mean? Why would I want (laughs) to go to Jamaica to, to drink Heineken? Like... Eat what the people eat. Mm-hmm. Go out. Experience. Experience. It's not going to fucking kill you. Seriously, no. Forget about that. It, it, they've survived on it, and so why? Uh, sometimes, but like, 
Hello, diary has never killed anybody. <laughs> we all get the shit sometimes. Yes, yes. Go out there and eat out there. Eat out there. Street food is your friend. Watch it. So, so is this a show to not watch? Like, if you don't have the money to buy dinner, or if you haven't already eaten a lot, or, or you know, like, are you watching it going, "Oh my god, I'm starving to death"? Yes, you might not want to do that. Yeah. Okay. But if you've had some food already, you know, I mean, and you want to see this happen, you want to see how these people. Come on, man. There's nothing like street. I mean, okay, I'm you. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm from a third world country, so you, you know. It is it is customary to go and say, I'm going to go eat some fried shit over there. And by shit, I mean random stuff, not necessarily <laughs> actual shit that is fried. But, <laughs> that's, but, you know, that's good. I'm glad you clarified it's that. It's a good thing to clarify. But, you know, when even when I go back, whether it's in Haiti, whether it's in the Dominican Republic, you know, I go with a friend. Uh, hey, man, let's go to, is that old dude still frying stuff over there? Let's go there. Let's have some fried plantain and fried everything. Yeah. And it is the greatest experience ever. On a on a much less global scale, I've never understood the folks who would go to, say, Las Vegas, as an example. Right. And go to Olive Garden or Cracker Barrel, <laughs> or, you know, that, that kind of thing. Like, that to me, that's just mind-boggling. Yeah, what like, are you doing? What You can go down the street and go to Olive Garden. What, exactly. And, the, and why would you do that, one? But whatever. And Exactly. Why, why? First of all, why? And second, why? And second, why, yes. So, again, not, not, not as much of a global scale, but any time that my husband and I have ever tried have ever traveled anywhere, we've always tried to stay away from the chain stuff exactly. and go to whatever is a local hangout or a local spot or that kind of thing. And sometimes you get burned by it, but, you know, yeah. sometimes you're going to get burned by Cracker Barrel. Look, man, I'd God. rather get the shits from something good and local than fucking Cracker Barrel or yes. something. Yeah. Yes, Speaking Cheesecake of which, Factory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, when you're in Hawaii, go to Sam Choi's. Sam Choice. Okay. Sam Choice. Sam Choice is like the dopest Hawaiian chef ever, and he's got he's got a cool ass restaurant, very cool restaurant on the Big Island. It's in Maui too, but the Big Island is is the spot. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> street food on Netflix, a whole series, a whole uh, season about Asian food. So, um. Watch it. Now I want dumplings. Yeah, I know, right? I want I want some chicken tikka masala from India. That sounds nice too. <laughs> and uh, whatever it is that they fry on the streets of Bangkok. Yeah. You know, like fried spiders and shit. <laughs> I love the shit. <laughs> <laughs> my wife my wife would never try any of that you, you can, as soon as you tell her the names i don't think i could do a fried spider i'll i will eat nearly anything i will say i'm omnivorous but i i don't know if i could do a fried spider you like you, you, like they give you in a, a little steak like a, a, a nice fried scorpion you know, on a stick you wouldn't Oh, so it's a scorpion, not a spider. And spiders do, like, you know. Maybe I could do it. Maybe I could do it. It's it's crunchy and and 
Yeah, if it's not moving, I could probably do it. Oh, no, that thing is like, really? <laughs> now, there's no motion there at all. <laughs> Don't even try. After you've been fried the way this thing has been fried, there's no motion, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> but okay. yeah. I can probably try it. Well, we might want to have to, we might have to go and just do a podcast on the streets of, of, Singapore or something, just eating yeah, stuff. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be awesome. That would be good. It would be tax really deductible st- too, right? Yes. Yes. And spicy. Spicy. I love me some spicy. I'm spicy. <laughs> Let's move on. Baby. <laughs> we're ranting right now. <laughs> we're talking about food and we're both hungry. Of so. course, that's the way it goes. <laughs> ah, so we're talking about food and I have a tie-in. Mm. I have a tie-in. This oh, is Lord. amazing because I this none of this was planned. Yep, yep. Beforehand, as you can tell, because I'm trying to get my phone to work. I feel you. So this is a movie from 2007, and it is called Waitress. It stars Carrie Russell and Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell Waitress. is in it. Andy Rick Griffin is in it. Nathan Fillion is in it. Um, Cheryl Hines is in it. It was a little movie. It was, was never a big movie. It was directed, written and directed by, um, Adrian Shelley, who died tragically before the movie was actually re- released. Oh, wow. Um, but it is a delightful little movie about a waitress who makes amazing desserts, specifically pies. And she is... I like pies. I like pies, too. <laughs> I like cake better than pie, but that's okay. Oh, really? I do. I don't know. The cakes are too sweet. Yeah. I have a sweet tooth, though. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're chanting on food again. <laughs> okay. Back to the movie. So she is in a really, really, really terrible marriage, a relationship, abusive, terrible so absolutely horrible and she is saving up the money to leave her abusive husband and disappear off the face of the earth because she knows she's going to have to wow and in the process she becomes pregnant and realizes that she wants to keep the baby but all of her money to leave this abusive person is now going to be spent on the baby on the baby so it's about her finding herself, finding her talent, discovering what she was really meant to be here to do, and finding her voice as well. Um, there's a great scene towards the end of the movie that I'm not going to ruin, but it's it's perfect. It's a very, very good little movie. I don't think it got any attention at all when it was released. It may have gotten a little bit of attention just because of the the writer and the director, and she actually plays a small part in it as well, um, being found dead. Wow! But um, it's 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 a it's a good little movie, and I I wish that it had gotten a little more attention than it had because um, everybody that's in it plays their parts really well, and it. What's what what platform is it on? Uh, it is available on Prime. Prime waitress. Is it uplifting, sad, or both? It's 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 sad and uplifting. Okay. It's sad and uplifting, and it's um, there's some really funny parts too. Yeah, it's it's an it's an uplifting movie. 
but and, and there's a lot of beautiful shots of of pies in it <laughs> to go back to the food theme. <laughs> food, food, food. <laughs> but yeah, waitress, it's on Prime. Kind of a tragic story with the the writer and and director of it. Yeah, um, that is terribly sad. She's quite so, young, but, but yeah, no, cool. All right, so my next movie um, is it's actually a documentary made for Netflix. And it is called Our Planet. And it it focuses on two things, right? It focuses on did you did you have that? Did you have that on your list? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> like, never mind. No, no, it wasn't on my list. Alright. Well it 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 focuses on two things, which is the beauty of our planet, which we all marvel at all the time, but also it focuses on the devastating effect of climate change. It is narrated by Sir David Attenborough, right? As, uh, that, see, that's the guy you get to narrate it if it's going to be worth anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> If it's a movie, it's an action movie, a good Okay, you're going to go to Benedict Cumberbatch. Then if it's for narration, you need to go with Sir David Attenborough. But you have to say the sir, too. Yes, yes. Sir. Sir. Any soccer team that has a serve, whatever, directing it, coaching it, they'll make the Champions League. (laughs) They'll make the Champions League, you know, if it's sir. (laughs) Why? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) So, like I was saying... You know, our planet is a good thing, and you guys need to watch it. Let's see. Justin, what you got? I'm going to go with a movie that was, again, kind of a... A thing, but uh, it's not a thing. (laughs) No? Mm -hmm. A dude played by a dude played by another dude. (laughs) We always come back to that. (laughs) It's it's just it's a great quote. (laughs) A dude played by a dude disguised like another dude. This is from 2014, and uh, it is called Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy, and it is the story of the Beach Boys' Brian Wilson. Oh, that's my boy. I never would have come across this movie if it hadn't been for my husband and his deep and abiding love of the Beach Boys, and specifically Brian Wilson. Um, And so I'm very, very glad that I met my husband because... I wouldn't have known about the amazing music of Brian Wilson without him. So. The genius of this dude. The pure genius. Right. So, too um, much for, for humankind, if you will. Yes, yes. There's something very um, otherworldly about him in a, in a sense. Yeah. Um, so this movie has a great cast. Paul Dano plays a young Brian Wilson. And he's so good. I'm I'm a huge fan of Paul Dano. I think he can do amazing things. What's he on? What's he on? What um, he on? Paul Dano. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the first thing I ever saw him in was um, Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Okay. He's a young actor and director. He's directing now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he does look like Miles. Go again. He does. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he he plays young Brian Wilson. Of all people, John Cusack plays older Brian Wilson. Really? And you're thinking, really? Yeah. 
but he is so good in it. He is surprisingly really? good in it. Oh, wow. He no. really is. I would and have never had cast him. No, 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 me neither. And in, in, in reading about the movie and reading about the, the cast of it, I'm going, John Cusack, yeah. really? <laughs> and the, but then when he comes on screen, he is Brian Wilson. He, oh, wow. He, he, he does not look that much like Brian Wilson, but he really gets a lot of the mannerisms yes. and the speech patterns. So you forget about yes. the look. Yes. The same thing happened to me with this little movie that I found on Prime. And it is Forrest Whitaker playing um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Okay. Right, it's it's it's, very, it's actually a very good little movie, and I'm 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 saddened that I didn't include it, and I don't remember the title of it. But the thing is, the dude doesn't really look like Desmond Tutu until you see him playing Desmond Tutu, mm-hmm. and for me, I think makeup was the only thing they did was sort of like give him a prosthetic nose. Because Desmond Tutu has a very peculiar um, pointy nose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just did, you know, salt and pepper his hair be. My God, the entire time I was seeing Desmond Tutu. Mm-hmm. Desmond Tutu has a very um, specific type of face of, 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 of an African, um, I want to say, Gentilis, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you you know that kind of African guy versus that kind of African guy, like West West African versus Central and South Africans and stuff. And that's not that's not Forrest Whitaker's face, right? But but he plays the mannerisms and the prosthetic nose and the way he managed to channel this mm-hmm. Montutu the entire movie. I did not see Forrest Whitaker, but but uh, Desmond Tutu, and I'm like, that's when you know you're in the in the presence of a great freaking actor. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's the case with as you suppose with John Cusack. It it is, and 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 I hate to say this, but I never really thought of John Cusack as a great actor. I've enjoyed the movies that he's in, but I never really thought of him as a, a quote unquote character actor. Yeah. Um, but he's very, very good in this. Um, Elizabeth Banks is in it. She's phenomenal. Mm. Um, and Paul Giamatti is in it. Um, and what what this movie is about is um, it's biographical and mostly factual. It's about the making of the album Pet Sounds and the fact that the fallout from that not being commercially successful and the fact that Brian Wilson wanted to go on and create Smile kind of broke him mentally. Right. Um, so it goes into mental illness in a very respectful manner and not uh, not sensationalized. No, in an exploitative way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not at all like that. Um, and the fact that in history and what actually happened is a therapist attached himself to Brian Wilson, and essentially took over his life. Mm -hmm. And that's played by Paul Giamatti. And he 
ruins his life. This this therapist thought of himself as a a producer. Uh, he was going to be a rock star, uh-huh, uh-huh. and so he kind of attached himself to Brian Wilson. I think in an, in an attempt to try to leech any genius out of him that he right. possibly could. So he had him on all kinds of medication. He had him completely controlled. He was controlling him 100%. And so the movie goes into this and talks about this. And um, Brian Wilson meets the woman who would eventually become his wife, who's played by Elizabeth Banks. And it's about her fight to get him free. Right. And it's just, it's a great movie. It's got beautiful music in it. It's a feel good movie. It's an artistic movie. You learn a lot about music you learn about the history of rock and roll. But it's, it's also a fantastic cast. It's a fantastic cast. It's, it's, yeah. um, from what I understand, Brian Wilson went to the, the release and had to leave because he had a panic attack. Wow. Because Paul Giamatti was so good. Wow. Playing this therapist that, that took over his so life. So triggered. It triggered him and wow. he had to leave. So he... Um, I think he released uh, something to his his agent saying, you know, I didn't leave because it was a bad movie. It's an amazing movie. But please, I had a panic attack. That's that's what happened. That's insane. So uh, I think in that it really shows that for somebody like that, somebody as fragile as, as Brian Wilson is, that it's a testament definitely to how well the movie is done and, uh, it's 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 a very very good movie. And by the way, Paul Giamatti will do that to you. Yes, he will. You know, because you know, the first time I came across Paul Giamatti was the, that little movie from Napa Valley. What was it about? Sideways. Sideways. Yes. Right. That's the first first time I see this guy. Me too. And I'm like, okay, this this guy is good, right? Because mm-hmm. I saw the movie. And he could have literally been the only one. He could have been a one-man show. It was all about him, and it was all in him, on him, and af- about him. Yes. <clears throat> then HBO puts out a miniseries with him about John Adams. And again, the guy shines like no one ever shone before. I'm talking about something out of this world. It's a guy that that as an actor puts a human cord in everything he does mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Philip Seymour Hoffman. If yes. You will. Yes. I agree with that. And, and it's a damn shame. This guy's dead, but you know, we, we, we get into analytic and stuff, but, but <laughs> we, we, you know, we are theater movie and, 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 and this kind of, this type of art kind of junk. So bear with us if we get into into a rant about acting and actors and stuff. Yes, yes. But uh, what platform is that on? Uh, Love and Mercy is on Netflix. Love and, Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. And uh, it's, the title is from the Brian Wilson song, Love and Mercy, which the lyrics of that are absolutely gorgeous. And... Um, Gorgeous song and something that we all need more of. So, something happened to my ears when I listen to anything that that has at least a bit of Brian Wilson's creativity. Mm-hmm. It's like I hear sounds that don't come out of anything else. Like 
he reproduces. That's why I said that he's like probably some alien breathe breathe life in him or something, because mm. those sounds are perfect and beautiful that you don't hear in any other music or symphony or melody ever. Yep. Yep. So that sounds uh, changed my life. Really? Yeah, it did. <laughs> It did. I'd never heard anything like Pet Sounds in my life, and my husband introduced Pet Sounds to me. And boom. And it changed my life. I had it on, uh, he gave me a, he burned me a, a CD copy of it, oh. and I had it in my, my little my little beat-up Buick, and uh, I listened to that for, I think, a week straight, just over and over again. Wow, yo. Jeffrey, <laughs> you did it, man! <laughs> yeah, you really know the way to, heart, to a woman's heart. <laughs> All right, well, that's another one to check out. I have, <laughs> I'm going to go into comedy a bit. And I think we've occasionally mentioned the art of roasting in comedy. Yes. You and I, we've talked about this before. And we know that Jeff Ross is the roast master. That, that's his thing. That's what he does. I, I don't know that. He's even preoccupied in doing anything else as a comedian but oh, that. Right. Even when he appears in a movie, he's roasting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but what he's done now is in re completely irreverent, more irreverent than he's ever been before because he's created this thing called historical roasts. And I'm just going to read the, the description for you. It says, Jeff and his friend poke fun at major historical figures while also honoring their enduring impact on the world. That and sounds I, awesome. And I believe the first episode starts with Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you can believe this, right? I mean, there is nothing, there's not a lot of things you could say about Abraham Lincoln that I don't know to that would should be insulting. I mean, this is you know one of the greatest human beings to ever be president of the United States with his flaws and everything. But you know, but leave it to Jeff Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the second one that is kind of bizarre for me because I don't know where he's going with that, so I need to watch it. He pokes one at Ali, Muhammad <laughs> Ali. So no one is safe, okay? No one is safe. So I want to see that. And I included it in this list because, one, that's my watch list too. Yes. And two, I think everybody should should see this because, you know, sometimes we, be, we become a bit far too sensitive with historical figures and stuff. We... Um, we take the human out of them and we sanctify them. Yes, we tend to forget they were human beings just <laughs> like us. Exactly. To the point where we become offended for them when someone says something disparaging about them. And I like that Jeff Ross has done that, done this roast of historical figures to remind us that all of these motherfuckers were human. Right. And they did some shit and they went about their lives, you know. So watch this on Netflix, Historical Roasts, Jeff Ross and Friends. 
I'm I'm gonna check that one out because that that sounds that sounds like it. like my jam. You got it. You got it. <laughs> okay, you're next. My next one. Oh uh, lord, I, I forgot it was my turn. Mm-hmm. You is next. You is next, Lord. You is next, Lord. I am gonna go with a movie. Um, I'm mostly talking about movies, so I know. I yeah. Why? Um, I was thinking just because of the of summertime and maybe not having the time to devote to a, a series and or the attention span to devote to a series sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So this is a movie from 2018, and it's called A Simple Favor. And uh, Anna Kendrick is in it. Blake Lively is in it. Henry mm-hmm. Golding is in it. Gene Smart is in it. It is a dark comedy thriller. A, okay. a, a noir, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, the synopsis of it is uh, centers around Anna Kendrick, a mommy vlogger who seeks to uncover the truth behind her best friend Emily's sudden disappearance from their small town. And it's so much more than that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, It's, well, first off, I have to say Blake Lively is like, must be an angel sent from earth or something because she's got to be the, one of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen. Is that so? And she's, she's in suits through all of this. She's either in suits or these gorgeous, like 1950s style dresses. And it's just, perfect and um there's a really wry dry sense of humor running behind all of the scenes um so even though it's been compared to uh gone girl i believe a lot of critics tried to pull a correlation to that i myself did not see that because i don't see this as a straight mystery or a straight thriller it's it's much more of a dark comedy Mm mm-hmm the Blake Lively plays very much a chameleon character, a social chameleon, and a scary one at that. Uh, Anna Kendrick is hilarious in this as a mommy vlogger. Mommy vlogger. Um, some of the movie is seen through the eyes of, of watching her vlog. So you get to see some of the episodes. And it's just it's just a really, really funny little movie. The soundtrack is French music from the 60s. And... It's 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 a fun little silly romp that never takes itself too seriously. Um kind of reminded me a little bit of some of the older Pink Panther films <laughs> with Peter Sellers. So, um I I recommend that one. It's just a, a fun a fun one to watch. Don't watch it with the kids. <laughs> okay. Always important to say that. <laughs> Don't yeah. watch this one with the kids. Um but it's 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 a fun movie to watch. It's it's dark, but it's it's funny, and there's some bad stuff that goes down. But like I said, there's just this theme the whole time of just absurdity that that I enjoyed very much. Simple favor, um, and you can rent it from Amazon Prime. You can rent it. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, or I'm sure you can find it other ways. So I wouldn't know what they were. Prime members don't. No, it doesn't come with Prime. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my next one is actually, (laughs) when I watch this show, I get in a completely different place, you know, because I'm going to describe it before I get to the name. 
So this show is a British French crime drama um, television series. And it is situated in the Caribbean in a fictional little Caribbean nation called Saint Marie. Okay? Okay. And the thing about it is that Saint Marie is sort of like half British, half French. The series itself is filmed on the island of Guadeloupe in the Caribbean, right? And it is sort of a crime drama slash comedy because one of the things I like about these kind of shows is that none of the principal characters are always there. One thing that happens if you watch a lot of American shows is that Olivia Pope was Olivia Pope from the beginning to the end of Scandal. Mm -hmm. And Crime Victims Unit, Mariska Hargitay has always been there. Mm -hmm. In some of the some British shows, some some of the principal characters do only one season and then they're, they're out. Somebody else comes in. Right. Right. And this happens a lot in Death in Paradise, which is the title of this show. I was wondering if it was going to be Death in Paradise. Death in Paradise is one of my favorite things to when I want to feel good, when I want to remember where I come from, when I want to remember how things <laughs> go in in my country, both in in Haiti and we have a lot of families, especially on my mother's side in Guadeloupe, I watch Death in Paradise and I feel good. I love it, I love it, I love it. And I have not managed to decide who is my favorite, you know, per season detective. But right now, the, you know, the DI himself is an Irish actor called Ardal O'Hanlon. Okay. Very funny dude. But again... There have been several of them, some very well known in Britain, and uh, but Ardal O'Hanlon so far, for me, is doing the job. In the very latest season, has not been dropped on on Netflix yet, so I went to a different means to get it, but once it comes, it gets on Netflix. It's going to be the best season yet. So Death in Paradise is about between 45 to 50 minutes per episode. Very colorful, very beautifully done. It shows the Caribbean in, in a very different light. Where as idyllic as life can be in the Caribbean, some shit happened there too. You know, there's murders and there's investigations and there's police officers, there's uh, detectives and there's very rich ones that, you know, want to get away with murder by pinning it on on the poorest of people, the most vulnerable and the whole thing. It's That's, that's what this show is about. But also, it's a show about Caribbean life. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Nice. Death in Paradise. Nice. You go ahead and watch that. Mm -hmm. And you said each episode is a little less than an hour. And how long is a season? How many episodes is in a season? 
you know what? They actually go, um, I think, 10 episodes. Okay. Yeah. You know, and they have their little cliffhangers at the end of each okay. episode, uh, okay. at the end of each season. So you go back to watch. The cast is mad funny. The first detective was uh, Richard Poole, played by Ben Miller. And this guy was funny because he was one of those very British dudes that he was kind of the nerd of the police department back in London. Nobody associated with him. Nobody liked him. Nobody, not because he was a bad person, but rather because he was too neurotic and too squeaky clean and whatever. So somehow they wound up sending him to be the, uh, not the chief of police, but the main detective on the island of St. Marie. And he went to investigate one murder. And after he was there, he learned that that was his permanent position. And all hell broke loose. That's how the first season starts. And this okay. guy could not... St like, there was a dude that was wearing suits <laughs> the, the entire time. Like, he couldn't get <laughs> to the whole Caribbean vibe thing. Like, mm -mm, I'm out of here soon. <laughs> right. So... It's funny. Then you have uh, Sarah Martin's place, Camille Bordet. Uh, Dwayne Myers um, is a very quintessential Caribbean character. He's a police officer within the department. And, but he's the funny guy, the very popular on the island guy that everybody loves. And everybody loves. He's a local. He's, he's, he's a local hero. He plays cricket. He's best friends, but he's a police officer. And sometimes it's sort of difficult for the locals to take him seriously. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, in that that is a character played by Danny John Jules. Very good, very good little actor. Would you recommend that you started with the first season? Very first season, yes. Okay. Because that's how you get into it. Okay. And a lot of things they will throughout the other seasons they will talk about refer to other people that you've never heard before so you would be completely lost gotcha so yeah gotcha but it's light-hearted it's good it's great for the summer death in paradise good stuff yaman awesome as soon as we're talking about the caribbean i went yaman <laughs> so if you watch any of these and you like them please go ahead and you know, we we out there, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Facebook. As we have a Facebook page, all you have to do is type "kicking and streaming podcast" on Facebook. You'll find us. We have Instagram. Yes, we do. And on Instagram, it's kicking and streaming underscore podcast. We are on Twitter. Kicking N, so kicking and the letter N streaming. And also, I am on Twitter. I am at Mr. Puzzetta, M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A, Mr. Puzzetta. That's where you'll find me, on the Twitter. The Twitter box. So, tell us what you think. Like, seriously, come to us and tell us. 
interact with us. We we know you are out there. We know you listen to our show. Yeah. We know that because we can see the downloads. We can see the listens. We know <laughs> that you are out there. So if you've got everything, something to say, please, please tell us. Tell us how we're doing, how you like the 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 podcast, what you would like to hear yeah, us do. If you've got some little show that you don't think has had enough, you know, people watching it that yeah. you think that we could watch and maybe draw some attention to, tell us about it. Yes, we'll 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 do that. And also remember that you can always go to patreon.com slash kicking and streaming if you want to support this show. There's that too. We are there. You know, and we got some cool things that we could do if we had some help from you. So, Joseph, I want to personally take this moment to wish you a happy, the happiest of vacation. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So just so you know, Joseph is going to be gone for a few days. And, but we still have kicking and streaming. And we'll have new episodes. Yes. I appreciate the dedication of my fantastic co-host in doing all of this before she could leave. <laughs> so, thank you. You're very welcome. I'm always happy to be here. Enjoy your vacation. Really, enjoy it. I know you will, but uh, from the bottom of my heart, enjoy it. Thank you. All right, folks. We're gone. Ciao. Bye. Thank you. Take care now. Bye. Mm-hmm.